Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to Femi Podcast number 46. You're here with your co-founders and besties, myself and Lydia O'Donnell. It's been a full-on month for both of us launching Femi Theory, the online education course. Pressure from family matters, especially myself, which I'll go into a little bit more detail about soon. But we have so many updates and learnings from the last month, which we are keen to chat through today. First things first, Lids, how are you and how have you been? Yeah, I'm good. Um, Nice to be here. Uh, and it's nice to have you back on the pod. I have been good, just busy. You know, I think it's a crazy time of the year. I think I knew going into June or July, the next few months were going to be hectic, but I probably didn't realize how hectic they were going to be. I think initially in June, I was kind of planning on running Chicago Marathon, uh, going through Start Mate Accelerator Program and building to Melbourne Marathon with Nike. And I already thought that was going to be a lot. So obviously dropped the Chicago Marathon, but yeah, it's been a busy time. So it's nice to kind of be almost seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm planning on going on holiday in a few weeks. So it'd be nice to kind of disconnect a little bit and take a bit of a break. But um, yeah, things have been good, just busy. And I think it's probably the same for everybody, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think probably doesn't help that I haven't been able to help much with Femi over the last, you know, three-ish weeks. So I'll just give you an update. I think Liz sort of mentioned it uh, in one of the episodes previously about what happened to me. So first of all, I miss speaking to you all and being on the podcast every week uh, and also not being as engaged with Femi has been tough, but it's kind of one of those things that had to happen. I just didn't have capacity in my mind to deal with all of that on top of everything else that was happening so yeah basically what happened was early in September my partner Viren who some of you may know he started to feel a bit rubbish on a Monday and had low energy and some quite weird symptoms so he had like a puffy face and little welts growing on his forehead and a little bit of fatigue. So he slept for like two hours and still felt tired. And we thought it was strange and maybe he was getting a virus basically is what we assumed. So on the Monday, we got him to book in with his GP on Wednesday. Uh, And then on Tuesday, it kind of escalated a bit and he got lower back pain and chest pain, but it went away. And so we thought, okay, well, you're going to the GP tomorrow. It should be all good. And so then Wednesday, I was actually working with Lydia in Tauranga and I called Viren and he didn't seem very well at all so I just told him I'd go home and pick him up and we'd go to emergency then and there and lucky we did because some pretty strange things started to happen following that including like urinating blood and that's basically because he wasn't able to filter what was going on in his body anymore through his kidney so yeah we rushed him to hospital and he got fast track straight through and stayed the night that night and then the following day he was told he has something called maha which I don't actually know what it stands for but it's something that happens caused by something else so we knew he had maha happening in his body and he got flown to Waikato hospital and then was put on plasma that night so basically he just sat on a machine for four hours and had his whole plasma exchange so if you 
donate plasma or you've, if you've seen plasma before, it's gold color, which Byron's just dyed his hair gold <laughs> for awareness, which is cute. Uh, so the gold color is what it should be. And Byron's was red because all of his red blood cells were fractured basically. Uh, so another scary thing is that his platelet level was seven and your platelets are in the millions. So they were pretty shocked that, you know, he was still there. So we were really lucky that we caught it in time. And then all the transfusions happened over eight days and they were like a four hour, four hours on the machine a day. And then, yeah, basically throughout that time, we were waiting to find out what had caused the maha. And that can be autoimmune conditions or uh, some other illnesses or such as cancers, but also a one-off, which would be E. coli, which is pretty scary. I didn't know of any of this stuff until this all happened, but E. coli is like a really intense gastro bug and that can cause maha at extreme levels. So we were hoping it was E. coli because once that's out of your system, you won't get maha again. It's like a one-off thing. And so, yeah, waiting for those results was really scary. I think I've never had so much anxiety as the day we knew we were finding out the results. But when we found out the results, they, they said we're about 99% sure that he has an autoimmune condition called AHAS, which is atypical hemolytic uremic syndrome. And it's basically a condition that your immune function doesn't work properly and you produce too much inflammation and then that uh, damages the blood vessels on the side. So you create lots of platelets to protect the blood vessels and that clots in your blood vessels and then your red blood cells can't get through anymore. So they fracture. And that, that's what was happening with Byron. That's why he was urinating blood and why his plasma was red and not gold anymore. So what they do after that is they send his tests over to Newcastle in the UK just to confirm 100% he has AHAS. I look at the silver linings of it all because a drug only was made five years ago that basically can save someone's life if they've got AHAS. The other not so silver lining is that it's 600,000 US dollars a year, but you may be able, we may be able to get it in Australia. So there's hope in that sense apart from that AHAS is really like individual everyone's journey with it is different so they may relapse a lot and really struggle but some people don't and a high like without that drug that's been produced five years ago often people have renal failure so their kidneys fail because they can't filtrate and continue to battle when those episodes happen so yeah, we're kind of like at the moment in a bit of limbo. We don't know what's going to happen and we're waiting for those results to come back. But yeah, silver lining is we we always thought maybe we would move back to Australia anyway, but we potentially will now, which will be cool. Uh, we can have a Femi head office together in Noosa. <laughs> We've already been exploring the options, which will be good. And anyway, so that all happened. And then I started to chip back away at work with Lids and Tegan uh, in our team and I then got the call up that my nana was you know she was sick the whole way through this she's been in hospital for a, about a month and yeah then she got taken to a hospital care level rest home and yeah I got the call that she was probably going to pass away so drove up to Auckland 
and was with family, been with family for like the last week, but she, yeah, she passed away uh, last Thursday, last Thursday. Yeah. So I was with her for about two or three days before she passed away, which was really good. Uh, but during that time, we were trying to launch Femi Theory. So I know Lids has been under the pump and then on top of, you know, launching a full new product that we've been working on for 15 months. Someone that's normally there helping is not really there anymore. So thank you, Lids, for doing all you did over the last three weeks. You've been amazing and done so much work and Tegan as well. She's also been incredible and is such an amazing part of, of Femi. But yeah, so it's been a really stressful time. My running's not really happening. Yeah, basically not run over the last week. I just got a little bit sick as well. So I think it just highlights the impact that emotional stress has on like your whole body. And I think it's interesting, you know, even some days I feel like I'm fine. And then someone asks me how I am and I nearly cry. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement still. I just have to be realize that it's very fresh and it's just happened. So it'll take a little while to find my feet again and get back into the swing of things but yeah going well and I'm excited to go to Melbourne Marathon I'm going tomorrow which will be amazing and Byron is coming as well so he's going to come over and um, be monitored over in Australia but also see what the treatment options over there are which will be really good for him and me and yeah that's that's about it from my end (laughs) traumatic but no, it's been a crazy time. I feel like when it rains, it pours really like it's crazy how things happen like that. It all kind of comes at once and I definitely feel for you and like it's been such a rough time for you. And I can definitely relate because I feel like my my year last year was very similar to what you're going through, you know, in a way that I just had some like life-changing things happen and scary times with people around you that are falling ill it's hard it's hard to deal with and it's hard to kind of go on that emotional roller coaster of like one day being okay and then the next not and then the next day potentially just processing it a little bit more and then going back into like just questioning why and how things are happening to you it's like it is hard it's a hard it's a hard time to deal with and then obviously when things like that are happening, work is just out the window so it's totally understandable to not be able to get into work and it shouldn't be anybody's priority. Like if, if you're putting work in front of your mental health and your emotional health and your relationships with your friends and your family, like there is something wrong. <laughs> if you're investing all your emotion and energy into your work, it shouldn't be your priority. Then I would suggest that maybe relook at like what you're doing. And, you know, even for me and Esther, we, love work and it is our passion we get to do what we love every single day and help people doing that but it's still not our priority well it's definitely not mine (laughs) and I hope it's not yours like I love this community and I love my athletes and I, I love what I do but I will always put my mental and emotional and physical health before any of that and I hope that everybody else can do that too but yeah it is it's a hard time yeah definitely and I feel like the Femi community is like one of like pure gold, you know, all the girls, the athletes that I have been working with have been so kind, like Lids obviously jumped in and programmed uh, for a fair few of them, um, which was amazing. And thank you for that. But they were just all so understanding and checking in with me the whole time. And, you know, if I was a little bit late on a program, no one was saying anything. They were just really understanding and kind. So I think 
everyone in the community probably reflects the same way we look at work and our mental health and more of a holistic approach and I don't think anyone would be mad at anyone for going you know going a little bit offline during that sort of thing but I think the last month has really highlighted to me and Lids you probably felt it like last year when you went through all of that with your dad and and everything else going on like how to deal with emotions and and what they actually do to you <laughs> like I I actually had this conversation a little while ago with my family just thinking that I feel like I have been quite sheltered in dealing with like grief like I haven't really had like someone very 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 close to me pass away and you know it is really scary and I think now that I've you know had that happen with my obviously my nana but then also with the possibility of Byron not being okay you know that showed me really what that could actually do to you and yeah I think it just taught me just to continue to be kind to myself like I I do think that I am kind to myself but when you go through something like that it makes you realize even more how much a lot of things that you do in your life don't really matter that much the things that matter the most are your family and your friends and people you love and that are close to you and obviously like your own mental health but yeah it just re- made me think and reevaluate how much I care about running like I still love running so much and it's really good for my mental health but I've had to just like put that on the back burner and not even care about it and it's, it's an awesome part of my life and I really do value running and it's given me a lot of opportunities but this whole thing sort of also made me realize like don't sweat the small stuff like if you miss a training or if you're sick and you can't run for a week or I don't know a race doesn't happen or you get a little injury like don't sweat about that just take it in your stride you know there's so much more that could be happening and you're still in a really good place and life is going well I think yeah it just made me really value you and think about the things that are really important to me yeah definitely and I feel like it's in these times when your emotions are so heightened and you're like being kind of thrown from here there and everywhere with how you feel it's like so draining and I think people really underestimate how much energy it takes to process emotions like I would say emotional and we've talked about this emotional stress is way more taxing on you than physical stress and like the fact that you're going through this and your energy should be going into your emotions and working through things mentally running yeah should really be taking a back seat anyway because the energy that's left over to train there probably isn't a lot of it so it's like it's really important to prioritize where your energy is going and um, for me when I was going through everything last year I really like you I guess found a new perspective of on running and, and realized that it shouldn't be my priority and yes it makes me feel good about myself and it helps with my confidence and it helps with my mental health but if there's no energy energy to be doing that then be okay with that and like just accept that it is what it is and I think for me when I found out about my dad who at the time had brain cancer I was put into MIQ which is the managed isolation in New Zealand and Um, into a hotel for two weeks and although that time was probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through being stuck in a room by myself while my dad was kind of battling I do think there was a reason to why that happened and it really forced me to slow down and process emotions because if I wasn't stuck in that room I probably would have been trying to 
train and keep myself busy in other ways as well as try and process emotions it was it was good for me that I had that time to just sit with my thoughts and crazy what does go through your head in those times of like the idea of losing someone that's so close to you where your mind goes it's it definitely like opens your thoughts and your emotions up to a whole new level that you've never been before and I can't imagine like it was really hard finding that out about my dad but I can't imagine that being your partner like would be exacerbated even more yeah I mean dad and partner anyone like so close to you is just it's not not a good time but I think like you said emotions and emotional stress are probably yeah one of the most taxing stresses and with you Liz it was good you were in MIQ obviously not for your not for your mental so much but for you to actually yeah take time for you and not push your body really hard because you can you can either go but one of two ways you could fall really hard into training and end up digging yourself a hole and not processing the emotions and giving your body enough energy to get through that time or you can pull back and sort of really focus on what you're going through and I think yeah we both did that which is important but it was funny even like without running I've been battling sickness for like the last two weeks because obviously what I've been going through is like smashing my body and then I had some real weird things happen like I had really upset stomach and I had this rash pop up on my neck and like abdominal pain (laughs) ended up going to the doctor and being a little bit I guess overcautious but after Byron's whole thing I was kind of in that mindset so I was like I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to the doctor because I feel stressed and it was good it made me feel a little bit more relaxed but yeah just like all these weird bodily things popping up and it just shows like how much that impact of the emotional stress is taking on your body so if anyone is going through anything like this at the moment just be really kind to yourself take the take your foot off the pedal with work and with training and just take it easy because you need your energy for for getting through this time yeah what are hormones s did you end up because i know you were having a late period yeah 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 so my my period was late and then this time i'm getting close to my period so i think i'm like maybe six five six or seven days away maybe a week um but my my boobs are so sore and I mean my emotions are already like very crazy right now so <laughs> whether that's PMS or just everything else who knows but I think yeah it's going to show in my next few cycles like what's been happening over the last month because it's kind of while you're in that month it may show like a little bit but it's kind of the ones following that stress that will probably be a bit late or my cycle will be changed a bit it's pretty um crazy but also amazing that we have this kind of like sign that shows us when we're overdoing it and not just like physically overdoing it like I know so many women who have had hormonal issues and potentially hypothalamic amenorrhea from the fact they've just been overstressed or processing too many emotions and it's not that they're overtraining and underfueling it's just the fact that their body is trying to process other things and that's impacting their hormones so it's It is like a very good sign if you have a natural cycle, if you're having irregular cycles or a cycle is too late or too short, that you need to pull back and like allow your body to rest a little, recover a little and process emotions and and manage stress a bit better so that you are healthy and get back that regular cycle. 
so true and everyone's different aren't they like some people are so affected by stress and little changes in their cycle can completely just disappear so just tuning into that is so important for me as well I definitely haven't had as big an appetite so I'm just like forcing myself to (laughs) eat at regular times because I just don't really feel like eating so it's, it's hard because all these things are working against you and you're still trying to be healthy Another thing that's really important that I learned over the last few few weeks, and especially Byron, I think he's such an inspiration to me. His attitude coming out of, of hospital has changed my attitude as well. Like just the importance of being grateful for the little things. We are taking heaps of time to like cook together. And even moments when he was in hospital, I would wheelchair him outside after he'd finished his plasma um, transfusion. And there was one time where we were just... I had to push him up this hill onto a roundabout because it was the only part where there was any sun left in the day. And it was just so beautiful, like being in the sun and the warmth. And we were both crying together. <laughs> Probably looked a bit ridiculous, like this guy in the middle of a roundabout in a wheelchair. <laughs> we're both crying. But it was just so beautiful. And I was just so grateful for having the sun on us and being together. And I think just this whole thing has just shocked me into just celebrating like the little things the day-to-day things that you get to do with people you love I think they're the most important parts of a day anyway yeah just a reminder for anyone if you feel like you're in a rut put more effort into those little things and yeah celebrate being alive I think that's really helped me as well yeah definitely and I actually spoke about that on the podcast when you weren't with us around just like being grateful and finding gratitude in the small things. And especially when you're going through something that's really emotional and mentally challenging, trying to find gratitude in each moment can definitely help you get through those moments, those really hard, tough moments. Like I definitely remember being in that hotel room and just trying to be grateful for the crappy little hotel room I was in and the shitty food that I was being fed and the fact that I had a bike in my room to just like spin the legs over and now I look at that and I'm like oh that was so horrible but in the moment I had to be so grateful for the fact that I even had that and yeah I think even in the last podcast I kind of mentioned the way that sport and running in particular can teach you to be grateful for the small things because when you are running especially if you're racing uh you're pushing your mind to such a challenging place that you kind of have to be grateful. And in the marathon, it's, you know, those moments of finding someone to jump on the back of and just follow their footsteps, or it might be getting some water or it might be getting a chair at 35 Ks and someone encouraging you to finish. Like it's those little bits of goodness that you are so grateful for that in your normal day-to-day life, you wouldn't even realize they're happening. It's so true. And Another thing, like even what you just said, Lids in like getting cheered at 35K or having that support around you, like being grateful for that. Because I've been so grateful for the amount of people that have reached out and supported us through this whole time. And, you know, we think about when Lids and I went to the Gold Coast Marathon and we just did a long run and we were like screaming at everyone for about <laughs> 20 k's, however long we ran 18 maybe. Lids did like 25 or something, and we were just screaming at everyone and cheering. And we got a few messages and people come up after being like, Oh man, like that helped me so much. And I think, yeah, just going going through this whole thing has just made me want to get around people even more because I think when you reach out to someone 
in a time that's hard and that may be at the end of a race or it may be at a time in their life that's hard but you have no idea how far that goes and how much it helps people to get through and know that they're loved and people care about them so I think that's pushed me I'm going to be putting even more effort into when people are struggling but also celebrating good times in their life as well not just not just hard times yeah 100% and we are so grateful for this community as we say every week so so grateful and so blessed and honored to be amongst this community and have such amazing women surrounding us every single day and sending us messages of gratitude for creating this community although it isn't just me oyster it's the entire community that's built each other up so Yes, very, very lucky. And I guess that kind of leads into some pretty exciting updates that are coming. So this episode is obviously going live on the Friday and this weekend is Melbourne Marathon. So we're so excited to be amongst a lot of our community at the Melbourne Marathon. Um, If you haven't followed us on Instagram or you haven't checked out what we're doing this weekend, we've got a few exciting things. So if you're part of our community and you want to be involved in those events get at us on instagram at femi.co we'll be able to give you some links into joining our chats and join us on some of the exciting things for femi that are going to be rolling out over the next few days very very cool but i can't wait to see the f just flying fast across the course this weekend we've got girls racing all the way from the 5k up to the marathon so it's going to be awesome to have our team out there representing um, and we're going to throw a pretty epic after party so we're excited to celebrate with everyone there as well I can't wait it's gonna be so good the flying for me I really like that or the flying f that's cool (laughs) just flying around flying around love it uh yeah so excited to see everyone it's gonna be really cool and I know that some people are flying in from all over Aussie and have never met before so it's gonna be cool to bring uh the further community together as well and some other quick updates is start mate we're we're in week 10 at the moment so we've got two weeks to go and Liz and I are preparing for demo day is what it's called and it's kind of like the final celebration of all the startups within Startmate and we'll be presenting a four-minute pitch in front of about 350 people which is rather terrifying but also exhilarating and we will be at the Victorian Library in Melbourne uh, and that's on October the 12th. So that'll be a four minute pitch where we pitch to uh, a room full of family, investors, friends, and the Startmate community, which will be really cool. It's a good opportunity for us uh, to reach more people about the FEMI movement and, you know, see what that can do for us in the future as well. So that's really exciting. And then FEMI Theory update. We obviously launched last week on Thursday, which was really, really exciting. We had lots of interest already, and we're just so pumped for where this course is going to go in the future and how this education can really impact girls in sport. And, you know, the ultimate goal of Femi Theory is to uh, educate those who work with women so that those women are more empowered and supported and want to stay in sport long term. So, yeah, Femi Theory is not just for coaches and trainers. It's for anyone that works with women in sport. And whether that's you yourself, if you're an athlete and you want to know more about your body, then Femi Theory is an awesome course uh, for you. And those are those are most of the updates, I think. Yeah, those are the updates. If you want to learn more about Femi Theory, you can head to our website. The link for Femi Theory specifically is femi.co backslash femi slash theory. But we've got all of those links in our Instagram bios. You can go ahead and check those out. And if you do have any questions about Femi or the course in particular, 
definitely send those questions through to us. We know we're getting slammed with questions at the moment because there's so much to know about the course. So if you have anything that you'd like to know or understand, definitely get at us and we'll come back to you with some answers. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. We've got plenty on, plenty exciting things happening. Um, I, as mentioned, am going on holiday soon, so I'm very excited for that. And then Esther and I are going to hit it pretty hard from November onwards and just continue to build this community going forward. So a massive thank you to everybody who's been on this journey with us so far. I know uh, Esther and I may be a bit smushy because we're always saying thank you and how much we love you all, but we do. Um, and I think as we spoke about, gratitude goes a long way. So we are very grateful for each and every single one of you. Uh, if you do want to get in touch, hit us up on Instagram, femi.co, head to our website, femi.co, or you can DM either Esther Wright or I directly on Instagram too. But thank you to everybody. We will be back next week with a very exciting interview, so stay tuned for that one. Thanks, and have an amazing weekend if you're listening on a Friday or a great day if you're listening any other day of the week. Thank you.